0: welcome to the Empowering Real Talk podcast. It's your host Keisha aka Coach K Woods, founder of Upgraded Mindsets, whose mission is to inspire and empower unapologetic self-confidence through conversation, insight and value. Some of these conversations may be uncomfortable, but in order for us to grow individually and as a whole, these conversations are necessary. Be sure you are favoring on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Subscribe to the Empowering Real Talk YouTube channel and let's get started. what up guys welcome back to the empowering real talk podcast it's your girl coach k woods coming in with another dope session as y'all know before i get started i am going to ask Please make sure you subscribe to the channel. Um, I definitely appreciate the feedback. If you are listening on the podcast platform, then make sure that you are favoriting this on your platform and make sure that you like, rate, and review because I've been getting some great feedback uh, from the episodes and I appreciate you alls support so, so much. Uh, I'm not going to drag on y'all. y'all know who I am. So I'm going to let my guest, if you are looking at us, then you see I'm not alone. So I'm going to let my guest introduce herself. Hello, hello, hello.
1: Hello, so I am Kelly Kepler. um I help women who have a history of an eating disorder overcome chronic pain. So those two are very, uh, they coexist frequently. So that's what I do. And um, I have experienced both of those personally. So um, I'm really passionate about what I do.
0: Absolutely. Um, Thank you so much for coming on the show. I super appreciate it. Um, I've been um, these conversations are the conversations that we need, Um, you know, as we record this, you know, it's coming towards the end of 2022. So I feel like that this is a great you know, conversation to talk about because a lot of us are, you know, starting to look at those little differences and what can we modify and things like that. So I hope that this conversation definitely gives someone some great value today. Um, So tell me a little bit about your backstory, Doc. Tell us a little bit about, you know, what got you started and why you are here today.
1: Sure. Yeah. So I went through an eating disorder um, in my 20s for about six years. So Uh, the nature of my eating disorder is it initially started, um, I'm I'm an athlete, so I was playing field hockey, collegiate field hockey, and um, started just ramping up my workouts, and I had a lot going on in my life, really tough transition at that time, and I just went to exercise to give me some kind of comfort, and it, it gradually just kind of was like the slippery slope, and it got out of control, so I was doing multiple workouts a day and um, just felt like I was never good enough. No matter what I did, it was just never good enough. And um, at the same time, I then uh, transferred school. So again, just another transition. Um, I. I, the team was already formed at the new school I went to. And again, just felt like I was an outsider. And I think that just compounded everything. I felt like I just didn't really belong. And so again, I turned to what brought me comfort, which was the exercise. And so, um, and at the same time, I was also binging. So I was eating excessive amount of calories, but I knew exactly how many calories were going in my mouth. And then I had to exercise that exact same amount, if not more, um, throughout the day. So I would eat breakfast go to the gym or run, eat lunch, go to the gym or run, eat dinner, go to the gym or run. And then while everyone was going out to the bars in college, I was out on campus running at like 3 Mm AM. So, And this went on for an extensive period of time. And it gradually just kind of amped up. Because again, my mentality was like, no matter what I do, it's just never good enough. Mm -hmm. So I felt like I kept pushing myself, pushing myself. And I'm a headstrong person. I'm a perfectionist. And I will do whatever it takes to get to what the end goal was. Was. But again, when you're a perfectionist, you don't have an end goal because you can never reach perfection. And that's what I know now. And uh, so it got to the point where I couldn't control my calories by exercise alone. And then I started vomiting to do that. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of when I recognized, I didn't really know I had an eating disorder when I was exercising. I thought it was just like, I'm an athlete. This is what I do. And ironically, I was getting praised for this. And, you know, by people, wow, you're so dedicated. And, and meanwhile, they didn't know what was going on in my head. What was the driving force behind that? So when I started vomiting to expel those calories, that's when I realized that this is a bigger issue than I thought it was. And um, of course, with an eating disorder, it's a lot about control. So I didn't change any behaviors for a while um, until I kind of had a moment where I was, uh, it was kind of like my turning point. I feel like I was sitting on the floor, I had just vomited multiple times, shaking, my heart was pounding out of my chest and I'm like, I'm in my early 20s. Like I'm not in a good path right now for for a good future, and I really felt like if I keep doing this, something bad's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of my turning point where like I knew I needed to make a change, but I didn't know how that was gonna happen or or what. But I just knew I had to change something. And um, it took a lot of years to get out of that and baby stepping out of it and just doing a one minute less of exercise and trying to change my behaviors, change my mindset. And uh, I gradually got myself to a point where I was wreaking disorder. Um, and then I found myself in a place where I had chronic back pain because mm-hmm. of all the uh, shame that I had experienced for years, the stress, the chronic stress I experienced yeah. and just the pounding of pavement. So then that was my second battle. And uh, that's what I then, I uh, got myself out of that through a lot of uh, education, self-empowerment, and uh, fast forward multiple years, I am now recovered from a eating disorder. I don't have any back pain. I just had a child two months ago and didn't have back pain through the pregnancy. So it's very possible to go from a point where putting on your shoes is excruciating to a point where you can live life freely and and joyfully.
0: Girl, you're so inspirational. Yeah, I love that. Like these are the stories that people feel like that they go through alone. Like you mm-hmm. are so inspirational and like you just have so much bubble and so much energy with yeah. it. Um, You can clearly tell that you have, you know, worked hard to overcome that. So let me just mm-hmm. give you a super shout out for that. Um, oh, Let yes. me give you an even more huge shout out for recognizing it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, we spend a lot of time. Turning blind eyes to stuff, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, we spend a lot of time. Um, I know I did. I spent years mm-hmm. turning blind eyes to a lot of things that I clearly know now. I wish somebody would try to mm-hmm. act like that they don't know. You know, I, hey, I know. It's yeah, I'm handling that. Um, so mm-hmm. that is just. Um, I feel like it's pivotal um, and yeah. very, very important you know, and you actually being able to identify that, you know, whatever factor it took you to get to that point, you got to that point. yo. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're not, you know, and you knew that you wanted a a healthy life for yourself, mentally Mm -hmm. healthy, physically healthy, because one thing that people really don't understand, and I know that you probably hear this a lot and with working with women is we don't understand that the physical and the mental go together. Right. 100%. Yeah, mm-hmm. we don't understand that. We're like, oh, you know, physically, you know, I, I'm I'm eating everything out of whack, and I'm doing, you know, I'm not leading leading that lifestyle that I should be. But then we wonder why we are, you know, frustrated mentally and we're stressed. And you know, even with chronic chronic back pain, I have come to learn. Um because I deal with sciatic nerve pain, you know from time to time, that when I am eating healthier, um when I am practicing more mindfulness, you know, with regards to me mentally, I do not I ain't gone all the way away. I won't say that yet, but I'm claiming it okay
1: <laughs>
0: but um, I noticed the decrease in that. So I have taken that and stuck that into my mind like, okay, I got to stay intentional on this if I do want to make sure that I am like, what's your experience like with your, you know, working with women, you know, where do you see like the biggest maybe struggle could be?
1: Yeah, I think the big thing really is, is mindset. And it all comes from there. If you have the right mindset, your trajectory will be established from that. So if you have a vision of where you want to be, and then you get your mind in the right place, everything falls into place. But the problem is that we all try to fix the problems without getting our minds right. So we try to eat right. And then we rely on willpower to do that. And that drains us. And then we try to do the right exercises. There's no shortage of people telling you what you need to do as far as exercise. But if your mind's not in it and you don't know why you're doing it or what your path is, that drains you. And so I think a lot of times we are bombarded with all the information of everything we should do. And this is my experience with people I've worked with. They have, I've tried this, this, and this, and this, and they're like, everything's failed. And then the problem is that we take that failure and we put it on ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like, we're not enough. We failed at this. And the problem is that no one ever showed you the way to get your mind in the right place and show you what the core root problem is. And once you have that, things fall into place. And it's it's beautiful and it's easy. But I think a lot of times as a society, we do it backwards. We want that quick fix. So Mm -hmm. I'll do this exercise. Oh, it didn't work. And then we put it on ourselves, like we're the failure. And I think that's the huge thing. And and really that just compounds the problems. When we take it and put it on ourselves, we get our nervous systems all riled up and then that exacerbates the pain and, and the stress and any inflammation or anything that's going on. If we put ourselves in that mindset, then we're only setting ourselves up for failure. And I think that's the big problem.
0: Man, you better talk about it. Woo, I'm telling you. Like- it, it really, and you know, I know that you work You know, with the nervous system as well mm-hmm. So like, it's like Where do we say You know what, we've got to begin here And this, you know, and I totally Feel you on that, we want results Overnight, we yeah. want things To be changed overnight, we don't Want the, to have to do Continued work, and we feel like, okay We think about it, so now We're just going to make it happen And that's great, you know, right, but You can't go in with that Big overall expectation. You have to take those steps to get there, especially when you are really like unlearning and relearning certain parts of your life, if not your entire life. Because I'm going to be honest, there's a lot of things that I had to unlearn and relearn about my life. And there are a lot of things that I no longer do that, you know, used to do with other people, places, or things that I just can't even, my mind is like, no. You know what I'm saying? But that's because I've reconditioned. Everything about my life, you know, um, it it breaks down to our values. You know, we don't want to live within our values because we are worried about that outside influence. We want to, you know, look good in everybody else's eyes, but we are mentally struggling inside. And it, it starts from us first, you know, it really starts from us first. So it's just like applying that the whole shift overall. You know, um, what are some of like the things that you see with the nervous system that, you know, is coming from, you know, a lack of a, a restricted mindset? Because that's what I call it, you know, restricted mindset and just not doing what it is that you want to do. Like, where do you see?
1: Yeah. So our nervous system is, nervous system is essentially our um, software. It's the software of our body. So it's what tells you how much sleep you're gonna you're getting or your quality of sleep it dictates your digestion it dictates your vision it dictates your immune system so it reproductive system everything so if we're not taking the time to uh you know, do a a software update like we do on our phones. We do that on our phones all the time. When do we do Uh it on our own self? You know, We're, we're living in a outdated program for our nervous systems. So we have to upgrade that and that will serve us to basically get yourself into a better position with all those. And so a lot of times when people have dysregulated nervous systems and it's a lot of times from, it can be from past traumas. It can be from chronic stress. It can be from even a physical injury. If you're in a car accident and you have unresolved um, problems from that, again, it can be from a lot of sources. It can be from poor ability to set boundaries with people. And negativity, and constantly. So, you you can can constantly get bombarded. And if your nervous system becomes dysregulated, essentially you're in this heightened state all the time. And we're not meant to be in this heightened state. We're meant to have times when we are a little stressed, but then come back to our balance. And that's the problem I see with so many people, especially with chronic pain, is that. People are constantly in this heightened state. So, what happens is that our bodies, again, because they're completely interrelated, our bodies get tense. We start kind of curling almost into this like fetal position. And everything gets tight. Mm-hmm. Our fascia responds to it because our fascia is highly, has a lot of nervous um, system components. So, it has a lot of like um, uh, neurological components. So, that responds. Uh, we become inflamed. Um, sometimes reproductive health declines. So your ability to reproduce declines, you get digestive issues. So your ability to digest food is impacted. And so you start seeing all these secondary problems from the root cause, which is the nervous system. So that's why a lot of times people who have like chronic pain, they're reaching out or they're given the opportunity to get medications or just do these exercises or here's, here's the heat pack. But the problem is that those are all masking the root cause which is the nervous system so while they all have a place in healing if you're not addressing the nervous system you're Really missing the big link to help you get yourself to long-term healing.
0: Oh God. So, so, so informative. Um, because really you not addressing that is just putting a band-aid on situations. Um, and you I, I know exactly. you say that all the time. You probably see that more than anybody <laughs> in the sun. like people just yeah. throwing that little band-aid on, you know, figuring out, okay, well, I'll do just I'll do this for right now, and then I'll get to it. Um, you know, mm-hmm. well, when are you gonna get to that? Um, You know, we coming up on the new year, it's like, okay, we see a lot of people saying they're going to get to it now, you know, but what is going to be different from last year when you said you were going to get to it (laughs) now, you know, what's going to be different about this year? And I'll tell you what needs to be different is the action, the action for you, the intention that you have to make sure that you are applying the measures to gradually get there. Um, there. There is no quick fix people. There's no quick fix when we are working on our mental, physical, spiritual, you know, overall well-being. Because I know the mind, body and soul, everything is together. Like All of that is together. Um, I say the mind is where everything begins. And I stand on that because if your mind is telling you that you don't need to get up and do nothing about what you got going on, that's a restricted state of living. Mm
1: -hmm, Absolutely. Cutting
0: off your quality of life, I feel.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and with that, the mindset, there's that essentially your mind will put you on. So you can either blame things, circumstances, people for your problems, or you can take responsibility it, responsibility for it and then change your actions accordingly. You can also have a fixed mindset where this is what I'm going to be like the rest of my life. I can't do anything. And it becomes very easy just to kind of fall into that. Or you can have a growth mindset of like, how can I? this is a really crappy situation, but how can I improve upon it? So you always have choices and, and as hard as, you know, I know a lot of people go through really, really tough things and it's, and things that are out of their control. And of course, you know, there's a really tough scenario, but again, at the end of the day, it's, it's how you view that. Okay. I went through this really tough thing. How do I pull myself out of that versus I went through this really tough thing. I'm going to view myself as a victim. And when we're victims, we're powerless we do nothing and we have nothing to help ourselves. And that's really the, the change in mindset. Are you gonna be a victor where you can be the, your own hero in your story? Or are you a victim where you become the victim in your story?
0: Absolutely. And then that's one thing. um, And, you know, I work with women as well. So that is probably um, one of the top five, you know, that I see where the struggles is, you know, the deflection. Um, I'm blaming everybody else. I'm talking, you know, about how everybody else didn't follow through for me, Um, you know, but in all actuality. And I listen, I listen. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as they done, you know, I'd be like, but what did you do? And then they're like, what do you mean? What did you do? You know, what have you done that's working towards your growth? You're putting the power of your life in someone else's hands by constantly deflecting and putting us up in the victim mentality. And, I, and I'm not saying that people have not done people wrong. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we're definitely not saying that. What we're saying is you can't let that be the reason why you're not moving forward in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to require you to get hella uncomfortable, hella uncomfortable mentally, physically. Um you probably going to cry the first week that you exercise mm-hmm. it cuz it's going to hurt you know you're going to be sore achy but guess what your body's not used to that you're sore and achy because your body's not used to that because i know um with you like would you agree that if you are on a continual exercise journey um you won't be achy and you won't feel the pain and stuff because your body is now adjusted to that is that something that we that that you see like is that something that is good because I, I believe that so i just want to make sure that that's like i'm right with that thought process <laughs> yeah
1: it kind of depends so okay um i can say from a lot of times exercise is kind of one of those things that you avoid because like fear avoidance you don't want to exercise so for that person i would say it's better to jump into exercise in a way that it doesn't create pain or discomfort do anything like literally if it's just moving your hands and you can do that you start there Mm -hmm. for people who don't experience chronic pain that achiness is a good thing. It's it's showing that you are progressing and moving out of your comfort zone right. and only at the point of fatigue and uh, will muscles grow. So you have to put yourself all the way to the point of fatigue each time if you wanna keep growing. So okay. so it's a little different for people who have chronic pain versus people who don't, but okay. for people with chronic pain, yeah, it, it can be continually achy and, and tough because if it's not, if you don't continually increase it, you're going to stay at this level. So you have to constantly up your program to okay. continually see gains. But, thank you. but her, thank you for yeah.
0: that, I, I, I'll be like, hey, if you start doing it every day, you know, you ain't gonna have as much pain, you know. So, <laughs> and I, thank you for explaining that because, hey, yeah. I, I know everything. I'll be asking.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Once you don't have any kind of soreness, your body is accommodated to it, so it's already met the demands of that. So that's when you want to change up your program or or up the intensity. But again, for people currently kind of think it's going to be a little different.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Um, as far as, you know, with the chronic pain, like what, like just give a couple, you know, recommendations um, to somebody that, you know, is experiencing some chronic pain, like, you know, maybe some mild exercises. Um, You know, I am like a, a bigger girl and I have, you know, clients that aren't necessarily able to be as active because of weight, height, size, you know, whatever else. So like, what would you, you know, just some basic exercises that could be beneficial
1: yeah so um definitely for people with chronic pain it's like i said it's going to be a little different so you want to use your opening of where and what you can do so you pe- you want people to be successful and so when people go to like a typical you know setting and they're like oh do do three sets of ten of this and then they're in excruciating pain after that that's not right so that's only going to inflame the nervous system so you have to start with what you can do and a lot of times what i like to do is let's let's calm down the nervous system first. So I always start with like breath work. I teach um, uh, using the visual system to calm the nervous system down, using the vagus nerve to calm the system down. So I have a lot of uh, tools that I use as gateways to open up the system to even be allowed to, to exercise. Because again, exercise can uh, contribute to more of that like sympathetic fight or flight mm-hmm. response. So we have to do it in a really mindful way of not Facilitating that response and allowing the body to get into a response where it's joyful and feels good. So, I incorporate nervous system regulation tools with movement, and that's kind of like the later stages of of what I do. But what I like to do is more of like pandiculation. So, for anyone who doesn't know what pandiculation is, if you go and see a dog stretch first thing in the morning, or your cat, or a baby, the first thing I do is take this deep breath and then try to open everything up and, and expand everything, contract muscles. And that's actually your n- nervous system's natural response to relax the muscles and decrease mm-hmm. tension. So I use that, that uh, essential, essentially I use that um, framework in teaching people how to move in that way. So using contraction, which causes the nervous system to relax the muscles. So when you contract and then use breath work, which is, allowing for a parasympathetic rest and digest, that combination allows the system to relax from within, rather than let's do this stretch to uh, elongate the muscle, which actually causes the muscle to tighten up more. So it's the way you go about it. If you take the nervous system and use it as your greatest tool for relaxation and movement, then your system will open up to the possibilities versus if you just force somebody to go through exercises it's going to actually make things worse. And that's why a lot of times when people go to, people who have chronic pain go to practitioners that don't really know what to do with chronic pain, they end up worse. And that that's frustrating to me because it puts people who have chronic pain who are already have been kind of, had a lot of doors shut on them because of this, because they're trying to exercise, they're trying to improve themselves and now they're in more pain. And then they feel like, oh, I'll never heal. It puts them in a worse spot. So. Yeah. That's why it's so important to be sensitive to what someone's going through. Yeah. So for anyone who has chronic pain or has had a rough time incorporating exercise, you got to start with the nervous system. Yeah.
0: I think that that's so, so resourceful. Um, That's, that, that's important because, you know, like everybody's bodies are different. You know, we are individuals for a reason, Um, you know, and I love that you said that, you know, like, you doing it this way, someone with chronic pain, without chronic pain, um, mm-hmm. you know, because, hey, that sciatica be trying to get me to flux, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like, I know that there's things that I need to do better, you know, to... You know, work on decreasing that because I know it's not something that I have to live with forever and ever and ever. So I thank you for, you know, just giving that little bit of insight because I'm definitely going to make sure I start being intentional in thinking about that. Right. Because, I, you know, my first thing in the morning, um, my first 30 minutes is all about me. Um, it's all about meditation um, and just, you know, setting my intentions for the day. So that is something that I will incorporate more because I, I, I meditate but I'm more of a still, but I don't necessarily stretch a lot or, you know, do any things like that. So that actually is going to be beneficial for me. So I mm-hmm. definitely thank you for providing that insight. Hey, if you are listening, get that insight, write this down, stop the podcast and write that down. Um, make sure you guys are stretching and doing what you got to do. Um, Cause we need that. We really just got to be more mindful overall um, because there are more natural ways for us to, Work on ourselves, you know, and not saying Mm -hmm. not to go, you know, get doctors, you know, care and things like that, Mm because I encourage that, you know, I am a cancer survivor. So I definitely make sure Mm -hmm. that I stay on my appointments. But what we have to understand is there are things that we can practice at home to maintain our mental and our physical well-being as well you know Mm -hmm. not always listening to the doctor and just going by per se okay well ask the doctor okay so what about this you know and what about incorporating this you know ask those questions um just because you are seeing a doctor doesn't necessarily mean that you can't ask the questions to that doctor Mm -hmm. you know um so i said i I want people to just you know really be mindful of that you know Mm -hmm. um Closing us out here, kind of let them know, you know, what you would recommend. You know, we're coming up on 2023. Um, You know, I know you started to probably have more conversations about, you know, goals and things like that with everybody for 2023. So if you could give someone some advice on, you know, just working on them overall and getting that nervous system opened up and things like that, what would you give them?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, and kind of going off of a like, talk about your morning routine. I think the morning routine is the absolute most important thing. And if you don't have a morning routine, you have to start integrating one because you have to show up your, for yourself first before you show up for your loved ones, before you show up for the world. So don't make your phone the grab because it's only going to distract you from what's truly important.
0: So yeah. first
1: thing in the morning, wake up. <laughs> That's all right. Leave the phone, put it downstairs. If you don't have that, that, If you can't not grab the phone, put it downstairs or in a different room, but start out with yourself. So I would recommend doing just some uh, mindful practices. It can be breath work. It can be meditation, anything where you are just in your your mind for a moment. Give yourself a moment of silence, whatever that may be. There's a lot of mindful practices beyond meditation because I know a lot of people struggle with meditation sometimes. So just take five minutes to do that. Get outside if the sun. We were talking about this before, but it's dark out right now for a lot of people, but the minute that sun comes up, allow yourself to get outside for just 30 seconds to a minute. That that early morning light does a world of good for increasing dopamine and also improving your circadian rhythm. So really good for sleep habits. And then I would say um, another thing is just be active. So whatever that means to you, it doesn't have to be marathon training. It can literally be moving whatever way feels good, no matter how little that is. So I would say start your day off with that. It literally can take five to ten minutes. And giving yourself that moment in time for yourself will really empower your brain and it empowers your nervous system. And it really does, like you said, it sets the intention for the day. Show up for yourself first. I
0: love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Y'all heard that. Y'all heard what she said, okay? Y'all heard what she said. <laughs> So let them know what you've got upcoming um, and things you got going on and workshops and the events. We've got your website scrolling at the bottom of the page. Um, if you're watching or listening on the podcast, mm-hmm. it'll be in the podcast detail information. So let them know what you've got going on.
1: Yeah. So um, my biggest thing is I have the eating disorder pain solutions program. So it's a six week program where I basically start you out with let's change your mindset, get you from point A where you are today and get you to point B where you wanna be. And that I show you all the tools to empower your nervous system, regulate your nervous system, and then to integrate movement in a safe and and healthy way to get you to a point where you can start enjoying life and live freely again. So um, it really incorporates people who have had an eating disorder and chronic pain. It, it incorporates both of those because there's a lot of um, uh, complexities with both of those but of course if you're someone who hasn't necessarily experienced eating disorder it's just as beneficial to you as well to um take on this program but uh, i have that and um i also have my own podcast that i i do regularly and then um i do a lot of social media posts just empowering people so
0: um nice, nice. what's the name of the podcast um rewiring health hey y'all heard that go find it go subscribe go like go favorite hey y'all already know we are doing different for 2023 and that involves you doing replacing Mm -hmm. habits and getting all that stuff so get incorporated mentally physically spiritually emotionally everything the time is now guys Mm -hmm. doc i appreciate you so much for being here i really enjoyed this conversation today Mm -hmm. I definitely did. Um, okay. Y'all know where y'all can find me at. Y'all know I'm on all social media platforms at Coach K-A-Y-W-D-S. Y'all go ahead and go ahead and subscribe to the website as well at Um, That'll update you because that's also my blog. That's also where I update upcoming workshops, all that good stuff. Um, 2023 is going to be an amazing year for us. We are claiming it. Um, y'all know. Hit me up if you need me. But until next time, guys, I want you to stay focused, stay motivated, stay empowered, baby. I'll talk to y'all soon.